production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Everyone, I've done it again. I've watched something and I want to get mad about it. Yes. Um, so, Lemon Oscar, you're in for a treat. And also Amy's here as well. Um, because I saw this thing on TikTok and it was someone reacting to the, to um, this Jubilee video. Have you seen these Jubilee videos before? No, but Ben, who came and helped me set up, say, oh, that's Jubilee. And like, he's totally seen it. Yeah. Maybe he's like 19 or something. So maybe it's like not the older people like me or something. Well, I think it's been around for like a little while. It's They have all these videos and it will be like people who disagree and they'll make statements and they have to walk forward to agree with the statement and have a discussion about it. Mm. And then um, everyone else will walk through and have a, like a little, a little like debate. But it's more like a discussion rather than debate because there's no like winners. It's just like... They're just talking about their feelings and it's kind of like, for example, it's like male feminist versus female anti-feminist is an example of one. And the one that I saw on TikTok was a men superior to women. Saw that and I thought, that's, yes. a, that's a bit of me. Yeah, I thought, <laughs> yeah, if we're following the Lord's word, then yes. So it's pretty easy, pretty easy answer. The way they describe it is alpha male versus beta male, oh, which is... Yeah. A random way to describe it, but in this uh, in this video, they ask, I think, five questions. And before we go into the discussions, guys, we're going to structure it chronologically and how I watch this. So we'll put the link in the show notes because it's an hour-long watch and it's fucking – it made me cackle while I was on my walk listening to it because it's so – some of the things these men say are so ridiculous. Out of curiosity, are the beta males like <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, I I'm love just, us, I'm us just going, <laughs> fuck yeah. Trying to wrap my head around this, like, is the definition, I know what alpha male is like as a definition, but is the beta male like what, like a more sensitive type of guy? Like, yeah, so in... in Or the improved. Well, oh, well I would argue improved, <laughs> good one. <laughs> but um, so... Yeah, I guess in like I guess it is like more like sensitive. I don't get why, and I know it's in cell language, like okay. voluntary celibate language. Anyone that listens to this, but I don't really understand why they've chosen those two terms. To be honest, okay, d- but it is more sensitive. Like they're more like some would say normal. Okay, <laughs> okay. So, but there is one quote unquote alpha male that I really have. Actually, there's two of them that I have a real issue with. Okay, one of them is called Mister Lacario. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. He scares owns a lot me. of cars. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mr. Locario. And there's another man who I don't even know his name because he's that irrelevant to me, but he's wearing a bright blue suit, an Eve's Klein blue suit, which is not slaying for me. Mm-hmm. So in this conversation, there is one alpha that I think is kind of normal, right? His name is Kevin. He slays partially. Okay. <laughs> I think it's interesting how they pretend to be so dominant and strong, but they always find a way to victimize themselves. Wow, that's very interesting and observant of you. Don't They're you like think- the guys on a loan that are the first to be eliminated. Oh my <laughs> god, we need to talk about this. Okay, what do you know? Oh my god, mum and I, mum and I have it. Okay, go, Lem, go, 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 go. Mum and this- I rage about this. Okay, go. The season starts and you start meeting the participants, and that like there has to be that at least three guys that just go like. 
I'm going to fucking win this shit. Yeah. And like just very like. They're very like, ma- like they're overcompensating with their masculinity. Yeah. What they, what they perceive. But then they go home and they weirdly blame their wife and kids. They're yeah. Like, I just couldn't. I just, I know my kids need me. Like it's been 12 hours. <laughs> go to bed. <laughs> Go to bed. Or like, on the show. Or like, like call I the line. Yeah, like I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I'm not saying that I could do it. But I'm like, I'm like, you just spent like six months probably avoiding your family training for this. Yeah, and now know. that you're in here, you don't, you don't go, you know what? I just couldn't. One guy in one season went, you know what? This is actually so silly. I don't, he was like, he was self-aware. He was like, I've actually realized this is ridiculous that I do this. I'm never doing this ever again. This is so unfair to my family. That was a normal yeah, response, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. The rest of them are like, my family need me. It's like your family need a half million dollars, babe. Sit, sit down. <laughs> sit down. And they blame their wife and kids and they always go, Oh my God, like, I don't know how, like, how are they going to survive without me? They have survived without you. The past year where you were training for this bullshit, probably sitting in the fucking local park. <laughs> It makes me so – and all the women are always, like, so fine. They're like, oh, yeah, like, I'll be all right. It's like, it, like, why did it take for you to be alone with a raccoon trying to bite <laughs> your neck? To go, actually – and it's like – because you don't actually – they don't actually think that. They no, just – No, they, they just got a little bit scared. It's an excuse to themselves. And then they're the first ones to leave, the ones who are the cockiest. 100%. <laughs> is, there was like one guy that didn't that didn't take her um that didn't take sorry I love this is turned to a loan chat. Um, there was one guy that Mum and I were pissing ourselves at that he didn't take the what's it called oh, flint. Yeah. Oh, get over like, and, he, and he was like, no, I'm an expert fire maker, and then he couldn't do it. And it was like, no shit, dude, take the flint. Even I know to take the flint. And I want I'm a celebrity to get me out of here, so I'm a survivalist yeah, essentially. That's true. <laughs> yes. Yeah, guys, I am a survivalist. Oh um, god. But I agree, these they, it's it's like they act so macho and the first ones when they have this a little bit of an out. Yeah. To be like actually and then but they blame others. Like, no, nah, it's actually that like I'm just really sensitive and like there's strength in being sensitive. And it's like, why didn't you realize this before you came on the show, before you got in that <laughs> helicopter and got dropped on a rock? <laughs> Anyway, I do love alone though. Like yeah. I fucking love alone. But they, mum mom and I sit there. We go, we go, oh, weirdos together. We just like yell at the TV. We go. <laughs> I think other people watch it. They go, they like, do you like, do you watch it and enjoy it? Because mum and I watch it to like talk shit. No, I I watch it for Gina Chick. <laughs> who fucking love this woman? The woman who won the Australia. <gasps> and she wore no shoes to the Logies. Just braver than anything that I've seen. Yeah, I just mm. I fell in love with that woman. She's, Actually, she's, I, she's, she's amazing. She's she never incredible. would be like, no. they need me at home. It's like yeah. no, she knew what she was there for. Yeah, exactly. And like no, I but I watch it and I'm like. I fucking need to do something with my life. Like, I'm just like, I'm like um, because like, they're all like, you need fat. And they're like sucking like the bones. And I, here I am like ordering Indian. And <laughs> when, no, when, they, when they made the blubber soup. What is, oh, like. Fish oh, <laughs> and me, like me, as I'm eating, judging them, like, oh, you could have caught it, you know? <laughs> oh my God. No, see, I don't, I, I am aware that I couldn't do it, but I just go freak. Like, I, yeah. just, I just go like. <laughs> and not the being weird is imagining, but like it's just these. It's when the women make mistakes. They go, "Oh my god, she tried her hardest to pull thing." When the men do, I'm like, "Well, obviously you couldn't do that." Yeah, duh. It's a great space duh. for judgment. I think that's what it is. I love judging. Like, I'm yeah. gonna, I'm gonna watch it. Literally, yeah, eating our eating our Thai food with roti. With like, with like being upset that the roti's a bit burnt. We're like, "Oh my god, why would you bring the bloody flint?" You know, 
Anyway, like, sorry, tangent. Anyway, and Walter's sitting there going, I can't believe it. Walter, <laughs> spoiled dog in the world. Walter couldn't even survive out there. Like, but also like... <laughs> But also, like, I just, I just find it so weird that they're, they're weird, like, no, like, when they're so noble. Anyway, I've talked about this yeah, for hours. Yeah, yeah. Um, so let's start with the first question, which is quite, it's kind of reasonable, right? Men are designed to want to sleep with multiple women. I'm just going to say yes. Yes. Be- because everyone is designed to sleep with multiple people. So this was my, my dilemma, okay? These men who were so, like, talking about how, um, you know, fucking a lot, of, a lot of women and, like, how, like, it's natural or whatever. These are the men who agree with it initially. Um, they're very quick to victimise themselves. And let me just play what my... Um, what my man Kevin has said. I was going to tell my king, but he's not my king. Um, what my, my acquaintance Kevin said. When I was growing up, I was under the belief of just being with one woman, right? Like I was a virgin for a very long time. Then one girl broke my heart. Shut up, Kevin. Why do they always, why are men, like men literally like emotionally, verbally, physically abuse women regularly like from when you're 15 you get like emotionally tortured by men like neglecting you like treating you like shit and women when was the time you had a woman go yeah so um a guy broke my heart when I was in grade 10 and um I just can't let it go <laughs> men when they when they're like like many cheat they're like oh my god like yeah my year nine girlfriend texted another guy and um I just haven't been able to trust ever since yet women are expected to forgive and forget and trust and do the emotional work on ourselves and the emotional healing to get into relationships again and again, to get pummeled again and again and again. And men go, my year 10 girlfriend, she fucked with me. She didn't come to the formal with me. It's like, fuck off. Anyway, so Kevin keeps talking. So that caused like a lot of insecurity, resentment towards the other side, right? And then, so one person breaking up with you caused resentment so easily. You know why? Because you were on the fucking precipice already, Kevin. Yeah. Also, but also, what's the other side, dude? What are we doing, like here? Why are they he calling women the other side? Oh, lem, 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 this was the most normal question. Sorry, this is Mr. Lucario. Remember, it could be Lasario. Unsure. They never say their names. But they're monogamous because they're forced to be monogamous in a way, meaning that they have no choice because they don't have the skill to attract multiple women. You know, which. Okay, I didn't like the end of it going, they don't have the skill, they're monogamous because they don't have the skill to attract multiple women. Or are they just monogamous because they've chosen to make a monogamous commitment? Did you ever think I'd be defending the monogamy? They are very like this This man. Also, he's wearing a T-shirt that says, submissive women are sexy. Just side note. Ew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I liked where he was going initially being like, because obviously Dan Savage, again, man, I should get like, I should eat something whenever I, I just do a shot whenever I mention Dan Savage. Um, <laughs> Dan Savage says there's obviously open under duress, poly under duress, so odd Pud and mud, monogamous under duress, which is like a fair thing. Like the society expectations are to be monogamous under duress. And I think what happens when someone is monogamous but isn't natural, like if someone is in a commitment but isn't naturally monogamous, they end up hurting everyone around them, like because they just cheat constantly. And it's like people that I see, I'm like, just be open. Like just yeah. be open. Um, okay, then the next one is where it gets, ju- gets juicy. And this screen recording goes for a few minutes because I couldn't stop. But let's just try and get the best parts of it. Submissive <laughs> women are more attractive than dominating women. Submissive women are more attractive than dominating women. I'm going to presume none of us agree. (laughs) 
I agree. I'm sorry, everyone. You are, you're like, I actually <laughs> think you should look to a man to lead the household. And Okay, so this is where things get really scary. Okay. Okay, this is where things, I mean, our man, Mr. Lucario, and his T-shirt, I mean, of course he's going to step forward, but let's just see what happens here. Oh, hell yeah. You know, I <laughs> We've got a oh, hell yeah from my enemies, Mr. Lucario and the man in the Eve's Climb Blue suit. Hell yeah. Listen, my, my shirt says submissive women are sexy. Okay, so... Yeah, it's true, man. It's true. Hey, look, I... Man, it's true. Is it true, though? His name is Justin. Of course it is. Eve's Climb Blue. I, I think one of the most beautiful things about love is being able to fully take care of a woman. That doesn't mean that she has to submit to you, Justin. In every way, whether that's emotionally, protecting, providing... Everything about that, like every fairy tale that was ever written for all of time was about a man saving a woman from a castle and a dragon, right? That's just a patriarchy, Justin! So because it's fucking ideal, because <laughs> you all made it up! <laughs> fucking hell. Every fairy tale. That's fake, Justin. That's fake. But There's I'll stories, Justin. It's fucking fake, cat. <laughs> But also, when you start bringing fairy tales as evidence in a debate, you have some serious... <laughs> There's something missing. There's something missing. So Justin continues. Or some sort of scenario like that. And I think that's absolutely beautiful. And I have nothing against women being empowered. He's like, I think Rapunzel is absolutely beautiful. Like, she was trapped in a fucking tower, bitch. I do feel like the happiest women in the world are the ones that look up to a man and that he can fight every day to love her and love his kids and his family and provide. This man has a real tendency to tell everyone what makes women happy. So he loves saying, he loves saying like, the happiest women in the world are ones who are looking up to men for protection and safety. That is the biggest turnoff ever. Like, ever. I, I just, I just, it's this delusion that conservative men are under, that a lot of men that lack relationships with emotional depth are under, that if if their wife or their partner is not saying anything, they must be happy. But they're probably just so far into submission or they've been trained by society, say if you're a part of like a Christian society, an evangelical society, as an example, which I think this man is, not to <laughs> stereotype or anything, then you got, you're brought up to be a quote-unquote good Christian wife or a good Southern wife or whatever, and therefore you're going to be submissive. Therefore, you're not going to tell your husband if you're upset. So therefore he's mistaking a lack of issues with someone being happy or lack of vocalising of issues on being happy when actually she's just scared to tell you what's actually wrong. Yeah, and there's an, an the other issue of like when you're in a relationship with someone who pretty much is dependent on you, mm -hmm. there's several problems there. Like the first issue is that it's going to actually be stressful for you to like be handling everything. Yeah. It's actually in a way unfair that you as a man think that it's your responsibility to do everything. So that means it will contribute negatively to your mental health. Mm -hmm. Second of all, like when you're with a partner, how are they supposed to grow as an individual if they don't have their own personality and they're all they're doing is just submitting to you? Like how are they supposed to grow as individuals alongside you and like share the experiences with you and... I don't know, like, well, what are you expecting? Just an appendix kind of thing situation? Yes. Like, I think what your mistake here, Lem, is thinking that these men actually want to marry a human being. That's true. That's they don't true. want to marry um, someone that can take care of everything for them and also bear the brunt of their emotional outbursts. 
I think that's why you're getting confused because you're in this like queer <laughs> utopia and I think I need to bring you down to earth. And the reality is a lot of these men don't actually want partners. They just want a wife, which I think is very different. They want a wife mm. to submit to them and they want someone to say that they've they've got their little token of I did well. They've got um someone to take care of their household chores, take care of the children, bear the emotional brunt, organise Christmas organize everyone's birthdays, sort everything out for them, be basically the house manager and also the the maid and the cook and the nanny and everything else so they can just go to work while also most women are working now as well as doing all that. Yeah. They don't want an actual partner. They don't want them to grow or flourish them. <laughs> then they might complain about things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, how dare that's you? That's true. I'm so distorted in my thinking. You Sorry. are. That's, yeah. <laughs> like, that's fucked up to think women talk about their feelings. It's fucked. And be that source of something to actually look up to. Like, I believe a woman can admire a man and it's very, very, very healthy. Am I saying that somebody that doesn't do that is not a man? No, I would never. But ideally, the relationships that are going to work, the relationships in, let's say, the 30s, 40s, 50s, or... Yep, that's our goal, is to have a relationship like 1931. <laughs> that's all I've ever fucking wanted, Justin, is to be in a kitchen all fucking day taking care of the kids while you come home and verbally abuse me. Thank you, Justin. <laughs> yeah, that's what we should be looking to before divorce was legal. I love oh when God. these people say, well, back in back in the good old days, divorce divorce rates are much lower and people just stood, stood by each other. It was illegal to get divorced or, at the very least, very much frowned upon. You get ostracised, yeah. Ostracised. People were, got married to people they just fucked once because they got pregnant and they had no other options except to get married to this person. They weren't allowed to have bank accounts. My grandma was a dentist wow. and wasn't allowed her own bank account. That's wild. Until I wow. think the 60s or something, don't quote me on that, but she didn't have it for her at the start of her professional career and she was a de- she was a doctor, Carmel, like, and she didn't have her own fucking bank account but could take your bloody rotten tooth out. Hmm. And so women could not leave relationships because they were financially dependent, they were being emotion, they were being abused in various ways um, mm. and they didn't have the choice to leave and they'd be ostracised, like Lem said, and they actually could not take care of their children without the income of a man, not because they chose not to, but because they weren't allowed jobs or bank accounts. But those were the days, those my friends. were the days. <laughs> um, they, like, I just think these conservatives that idealise this time are the ones who were winning. Like these, like, straight white men. Winning what, do you mean? They were winning by having someone take care of them. Oh, they were winning back then. Back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. were like, they're like oh, why, well, you know, divorce rates. Well, as though divorce is the worst thing in the world. Everyone that I've spoken to that's had a divorce has been so joyous <laughs> to get divorced. Like, have you ever seen one go? Like, I, don't, I know they get, obviously, it's a devastating time, obviously. But, like, a year or two later, stoked. At the surf life living club with the girls having a surf B and some prawns. Exhibit A, my <laughs> girlfriend as well, who got a divorce and got with me and now is just like, never turning back. Oh. Never, never turning back. <laughs> <laughs> she just sings to me every night. I'm never turning back. But literally, like, maybe divorce happens as an option for more happiness. 
Yeah, like not having div- like having a lower percentage of divorce does not mean having a higher percentage of happier marriages. No. That's the problem there. Like like how many old people do you see that just like yell at each other and they go, Oh, they're just bickering like a married couple. I don't wanna, <laughs> I don't wanna be yelling at them. That I'm is eight, so true. I'm gonna go, no, thank that you. That is so true. Like, yeah. And and my mum when she was like telling me at the very beginning when I came out to her and she's like, Yeah, but you could have a man and, and I could be like, Hold up. Can you look around you and mm. tell me how many women are happy with the men mm. <laughs> they're with? And I'm just like, you have no evidence that it's like working out for them. Like the older generation women who just had to, you know, endure. You just had to cop it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and also there are stats that show that single women without children are the are happiest and live the longest. Fair. Oh, wow. We don't take care of a man. They're not like, getting stressed about a man. And men don't go to the fucking doctor and they're fucking... Anyway. <laughs> we were having nuclear families stay together before we went off the gold standard and inflation pushed everybody to have... Two people have to have a job? Yeah, dude, I do. I think those relationships are much happier when the man can lead a house and be proud of going out and going to work every day and fighting for his family. Yeah, I do. Just fighting for my family, working at LJ Hooker. <laughs> Just... <laughs> Just fight, just fighting for my family. Working that at does PWC. sound like alone. That does sound like the guys from alone. I know. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just fighting for my family. You have a house. Stay inside. <laughs> you don't have to fight and hunt. Like it's we're it's really so in modern times. egotistical, but also I don't want to discourage them from doing it because I do love watching it. So you still apply, <laughs> but like, just know that I'm judging you. Just know. <laughs> Okay, okay. Now this man, he's wearing a grey suit. Unsure of his name is yet. I'll let you know when his name pops up. Um, he's in a grey suit. I hate him 80%. Okay. <laughs> Other two, blue, Eve's Klein blue suit, 90 The women, submissive women in a sexy T-shirt, 100%, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. This one, hate him 80%. Sometimes says things that you go, okay, but then the end of the sentence will be very awful. Do you know okay, what I mean? Okay, okay, okay. But... Listen to what his number one um, priority is, in case you guys are worried. To look at general female happiness, because that's really what I'm into. Like, I don't really care. What I'm really into as an alpha male is general female happiness and telling them what they will be happy with. Thank that you. is the weirdest expertise, like general, <laughs> like <laughs> general, just the general vibes being up. Why not girl. specific? And what happened to the specific, like what? Because he wants the girls, the girlies to be happy. Okay? Just generally though. Lemmy's here for it's us. Enough. It's Lem, enough. Yeah. Don't you dare question him. He, all he cares about is general female happiness, right? <laughs> it's the main thing he cares about, right? What guys think, what girls think. I think I have a unique perspective in that I've worked with a lot. His name is Kian, I think. A lot of high-performing women that operate in this dominant role. And I work with them for the purpose of helping them be able to reintegrate with that more submissive, uh, connected, intuitive part of themselves. Imagine finding this man named Kian who's wearing a grey blazer with a black shirt. And imagine going to him as a woman who is, as he says, high-powered and going, can you please help me go into my submissive, please? (laughs) Get a grip. Get a grip. It just makes me think like there's there's this issue as well that's created for men here because I don't think all men want women to be submissive as well. Like there are. Not my King Derek. Who's not my King Derek. (laughs) Sorry, love him. 
Yeah, go, go, go. No, no, no. But like, I think also there's this issue because submissive and dominant are also tied into the sexual side of things. And it's like, it's very okay, I think, that for you to explore your submissive side within that context, like the sexual context is very different from life context. And I think that's where they're getting it wrong, in my view. Well, this is, okay. (laughs) One of them, Yves Klein Blue, fucking spoke about um, how he, how he's like, well, you know, women obviously love being dominated because um, Fifty Shades of Grey is the most, um, is one of the best-selling books of all time and they want they want to be dominated in the bedroom. And it's like, like you said, that is a very different thing. But also most kinks come from the antithesis of what you are, what you want in your reality yeah, of life. So like true. CEOs often want to be submissive. Like yeah. politicians often want to be dominated. That's why it disadvantages so many- men as well. Cause some men want to be dominated and where do they go with that kink? Well, one of the guys, Kevin, my half King, my man, Kevin, um, my just normal man that I kind of respect who's an alpha apparently, he was also like, guys, I say dominatrix and you three are the ones that would be their clients. Yeah, he's so true. He's like, just so you want. And they went, no, no, not me, man. He goes, no, but like, I'm just saying, people like you who yell and scream that you want a submissive woman are the ones who are Mm. paying dominatrixes. Come beg me. Who who are getting, um, what was my name again? Mistress Anors. Yeah. Well, hiring Mistress Anors <laughs> to come and get you. I, I, it was pretty slay. But see, Kevin confuses me, but he does slay. Um, so all mate keeps going. If they were connected, their bodies wouldn't be as dominant, at least in the presence of men. And with every woman that I've worked with, there is this deep, deep, deep desire, regardless of what she says externally, to submit to the leadership of a man that she knows can properly hold down the emotional space and really put her interest at the forefront, right? As soon as we- Why would I need to bow down to a man to put my own interests at the forefront? Can't I do that without having to submit to a man? What's his logic there? It doesn't exist, Slim. Okay. He's basically, I think he's saying, he's saying that he, I think he like, he doesn't ever say this, but I think he like runs some weird business where he like makes, he gets women to, be submissive and trains them how to be submissive. Like he's like Caesar Milan. But he frames it as he's helping women to be their most submissive self so that they can put their own needs first. Okay, this is Mr. Lucario, right? Right, because as soon as when a woman is dominant over that man, she can't respect him. That's interesting to me because um, so you're saying that you want to dominate your partner, but as soon as your partner dominates you, you they can't respect you. Therefore, what you're saying is you don't respect your partner. It's different from men to women. Yeah. That's what they would say. And they're saying, they're saying well, once you dominate, once you um, dominate someone, you can't respect them. But I want my wife to submit to me and I want to dominate. But, like, I want her to respect me, but I, I don't give a fuck if I respect her. And they say this repeatedly. They go, well, if women were to dominate, women were to speak up, if women were to have their um, decisions be taken into account, then they wouldn't respect us. Is this impossible? Right, exactly. And, and, and the, thing is, the thing is with submission is like if you, if you even look at the word submission, sub, under, omission. That's not what it means. <laughs> That's simply not what it means. <laughs> sub, under, omission? What did he say? So he means the man leader of the household has a mission. Oh. And we have to be sub, under, his mission. Oh, come on. Come it's a bit of it. a stretch and a bit of a misunderstanding of the English language. <laughs> and um, I love that you're here to transla- translate for me. Like, I know. I'm it's like, so, it's, I had to watch all of this like four times. Yeah. I was like, what is Mr. Lucario saying? Uncoding. Truly, deep down, every woman would love nothing more than to be 
more feminine in a role in a family and, and take on that either that motherly role or that nurturing role or the role that feels supportive to the overall mission of a man. It's just got to be a man worth getting behind. Nothing more. Lem, we want nothing more. Absolutely nothing. Deep down, there's nothing we want more. Wake up every morning. And I go, I can't wait to be under submission to a man. My life is so empty without him, without his guidance. I want to submit to his mission. I don't even know what to eat or what to watch without a man. It's really hard to float through the ether until a man grabs me. I need guidance. We need. It's really Oscar. Help <laughs> us. Help us, Oscar. You can have um, pasta. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But not too not much. Not too much. Don't you dare. <laughs> All right, let me see what the next one is. Sorry, I, I really thought I'd only have like one screen recording per thing and then it just kept going. So sorry, let me just... This is a problem. Case in point, look at the workplace. You don't see women applying for jobs to be power line guys or hang steel at steel companies. They're not picketing outside of the United States Army being like, why won't you draft me? They don't want that smoke, bro. Like, that's that. They don't want that fucking smoke, bro. You know why, motherfucker? Women aren't picketing out front of Congress asking to be drafted? Because, A, most people in the this day and age aren't loving the draft. Like, yeah. no one that I know is like, yes, conscription. Like, <laughs> no one is like, please make us go. Like, first of all. And they're using their thoughts and their emotional intelligence to go, I'm not going to go and fight in a war. Uh, I don't want to be conscripted into a war. I don't think anyone wants to. Yeah. Um, and also, he blatantly says, like, they're not asking to be power line guys, first of all. Guys, interesting. That's your thought on that. Um, but also because women weren't allowed to do those jobs until recently. It's like going out to the mines. They weren't allowed to. And also in those environments, yeah. it isn't actually about the work itself. It's about the way they are treated yeah. when they're out in the mines. The amount of sexual assaults that happen, the amount of active workplace bullying to women who work in the mines on on sites, who are catcalled, who are who are like bullied and don't have any career progression in those environments. It's not about the job itself. Yeah. It's not about not wanting no smoke. It's about not being able to handle being sexually assaulted at work at much higher rates than if we go and work in podcasting. That's exactly what I was going to say, but you said it much better. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Wish I had a wine right now. I'd love to be fucking holding it. Thank <laughs> And that's okay. Right. And I can't, I can't say enough. It's like, as a man, like, you get to take pride in taking care of a woman, protecting women. What about your daughters, man? You want to protect and provide, care for them. Also, women are allowed to become, like you said, what do you say, power line, quote unquote, guys. And men picketing out the front of hospitals, asking to be nurses or be teachers or to predominantly women environment. No, but they can do it. That's their thing. Whereas women can't. It's true. So- women couldn't handle it. The, the smoke, as he yeah. says. Yeah, exactly. They're just weaker. They're more fragile. They can't handle it. Absolutely. Mm. Then all the guys who disagree with it come over and they start to fight them, right? Not fight, they're just like talking normally. Um, but in my eyes, it's a brawl. I'm <laughs> um, going, boys, stop it. Um, and, and he says something very reasonable because they're saying, we feel like women want to be s- submissive and they want to have a man leading the household. They actually don't know what to do without men leading the household and how could they respect us or want to have sex with us if we're not dominating them at all costs. And this man said it, said it's, well, this man said it so perfectly, man in cap. I think women just want to be able to look to the side and see their partner as an equal. And I think a lot of women now are, I don't think they're trying to be men. I think what they're realizing is that the qualities that they were looking for in men, they've always had it within themselves. If women are submissive, it's mostly for, 
I, I want to say like the validation for the man. I think they know in the back of their heads, like they know now that they can do things on their own. But I don't think they necessarily need a man. But I think what they're looking for is that intimacy to have a partner. But I don't think that they require one. Wow. Go you. Mysterious. Mysterious man in cap. Wow. Well done. Okay, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Do you know what I mean? Like he's like, <laughs> he's like, so good. girls can do anything. Like he's like girl bossing it up. Like yeah. he's like, so that was an excellent response. The thing I liked about this is it wasn't just the weirdos. It yeah. was people, sorry, the alphas. It was, it was the other men responding, which I really liked. And a lot of them said things that I was like, I couldn't have put that better myself. Yeah. Derek, that was such a good answer. Such a good answer. And here comes Mr. Lucario, right? Here he comes. The camera pans. You go, fuck. All right, here we go. Oh, no, they do. Because, you know, a a lot of these girls, they usually go home and cry at night from being lonely, from not having a man. They have all these things. (laughs) (laughs) Where's your research, mate? The only time that I've (laughs) cried about a man is when I've had a man. I've never sat at home and gone... I'm single. Like, never. Never once have I cried about being single. Maybe I've felt like, hmm, if I want to have kids with a man, you know, you think like biological clock things, you a bit of like, but I've never said that and gone, I'm single. I've only cried when men have been being awful to me or do it, trying to pull shit like this. That's because you're not in touch with your submissive side, Abby. That's true. I'm basically, I know, I'm too <laughs> dominant. Yuck. Who'd want to be with me? But anyway, Mr. Lacario, I think he's talking about himself here. He's like, He's like, people cry because they're single, okay? Women cry. They want us so badly, okay? And then they don't, they're, they're upset they don't have a man. You know what I mean? And I heard you say that, you know, women want to be the man's equal, but you, you don't see, and maybe this could just be a societal thing, that a societal pressure, but you don't see women doing things that could make them equal to the men. You don't see the women approaching the men. You don't see the women paying for the dates. You don't see the women uh, being more assertive to the man. You see what I'm saying? So where is that at? And they got... Um, I thought about this and I was like, well, obviously that's not true. That doesn't happen. Then I thought, let's take Mr. Lucario. Also, just let's use your first name, but whatever. Mr. Lucario at his word. And let's say he hasn't experienced any woman ever approaching him. I wonder why. Um, ever approaching him or ever wanting to pay for a date or anything like that. And I think it comes down to he is actively seeking out women yeah. that adhere to patriarchal standards that he wants to, who are the most submissive of all submissive to even have a chance with him. Therefore, he is doing a self-fulfilling prophecy saying no women ever want to pay for anything and they never want to work in power lines and they never, and they never want to. It's like because you are, you are actively seeking out those women and ignoring 99% of the population. Isn't he the one with the T-shirt that says submissive is sexy? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's like a call out. Like already. And also, if that's it, but the same logic goes with them. It's like, well, if you want someone submissive so badly, then you have to go with the conservative roles that you want. Don't complain about not about paying the bill if you want someone that's completely traditional. Yeah, that's the role that you want. You don't want the smoke, <laughs> fucking doing pay pass. Like, do you know what I mean? Like. His own logic doesn't fucking work on him. Anyway, so that was fucked. And they got options. They got so much more options than that. I'll tell you what you do see. You see a high level of women on antidepressants. You see a high level of women on antidepressants, says the man that he wants a... Says the man that says he wants a wife who doesn't ever question him and is only submissive. I wonder why the women that you know are antidepressants. Uh, also, uh, I'm going to double check that, but 
Yeah, I think like one in eight men experience depression well, at some point in their lives. Well, and get ready for my king with the cap. Okay. He swoops in. He swoops in. All right, go Cappy. And I think that's a bunch of women trying to cope with trying to be like a man when... That's what it is, Liam. It's it's that we can't... Our bodies... It's not that we just are more aware of our mental health issues. It isn't that we're we're able to get more help now that it's less stigmatised. It isn't that... I don't know, society's a bit fucked in general and that we are oppressed by men. It's that we are struggling so hard with with our masculine that we need to go on antidepressants. That's the reason. Yeah. <laughs> really? Let me ask you a question. He turns to Cap. Are you more attracted to a woman that has a hot paying job or to a woman's beauty? <laughs> Come on, dude. That's what we talked about in like 1973. No, it's so embarrassing. But I would like to say that you're saying that women, you know, have a higher, you know, have antidepressants, but men, um, I'm a social worker, so men, one out of ten, are more likely to experience depression, but more likely to go undiagnosed and not seek therapy or help. So I do think, and women also, you have to consider the fluctuation in hormones, pregnancy, because that can alter, you know, their mental health. So I think that's kind of a moot point, but I feel like, you know, I'm not looking for a mother figure. I'm looking for an equal. So I feel like with, you know, if we're saying that women, you know, they're like going home crying, looking for men. I think it's also that societal pressure that tells you that at the same time you have to have multiple women. They're telling the women you have to have that one man, that husband by a certain age, have kids by a certain age. There's more pressure on them than there is men. And for King. Again, who is this man? I can't even see his face wearing a cap. He's very mysterious yeah. to me. But he's a king. Yeah, I mean, if you flipped that question and said, would you be more attracted to a higher earning man or a more handsome man? Like, how fucked is this question anyway? Like, yeah, and you'll also, realize how fucked it is when you flip the genders, honestly. Yeah, and it's also like, it's, it, it, is, it is very relevant, particularly because with, if we did flip it, men are more able to um, experience um, receiving validation and accolades of things that aren't related to their, mm. their looks. And they can say, oh, it's about how much, how, much, um, it's how much they earn. But, like, perfect example, I and mean, this is so cliche to say, but, like, how many, like, let's just say not conventionally attractive men who are famous have, like, super fucking hot wives, or even that are wealthy or even just, like, men in general have super hot wives. No one thinks twice. And everyone, even though, um, what's her fucking name? Diana? Uh, Diana? Demi Moore? No, no, no. no. Um, uh, Hugh Jackman's wife. Uh, oh, Deborah Lee Finesse. Deborah. Okay. She's gorgeous chook, right? But everyone, isn't she older than Hugh? Yeah, but yeah, she it is. Was like, it was like, it's like the craziest thing that Hugh Jackman would ever be attracted to someone for, their, for like anything but them being like conventionally perfectly attractive, even though Deborah is stunning chook. 13 years difference. Everyone was like, it's like everyone has like a conniption thing about Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Anyway, it just fucking annoys me. Um, what did this cunt say next? This is our um, man in the T-shirt, okay? The problem is, is that if you're super emotional, when we talk about the whole thing of being submissive or dominant, your woman is going to dominate you because you're so emotional. They're saying, they're saying again, the worst thing that, they ca- that can happen to you in your relationship is you being dominated. The worst thing, yet all they want is dominate a woman. They really, they, like, they really, 
don't like they just blatantly saying we don't see men and women as equal and then try and like dance around that and do this again this bullshit that we discussed before this feminine masculine energy bullshit that's yeah. like you actually just don't see women as as equal or really as fully humans no because that's how they, the way they think about it i think is they're assigned roles and yeah they, they could be equal in the way that they are but th- that's where she belongs and that's where he belongs and mm-hmm. any crossover is unnatural yeah yeah. Absolutely. And and I agree. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And they're right. So, yeah. okay, let's see what else I've been recorded. So. Okay. Now, Derek is going on about how he um how he likes a woman that has her opinions and he and he wants someone who has a strong voice and how him and his wife, you know, are perfect and happy and we love Derek, okay? And here comes Mr. Lacario. Like I need, I don't need any back talk. I don't need any lip. I don't need any attitude. I need it's my way or the highway. Like I don't want none of it. And even have a conversation right. in the first place right. about so, the disagreement. You're not having no, 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 a conversation. No, 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 no. So you're just doing any challenge. They start yelling at each other. Anyway, imagine here someone dating go. I don't want any back talk from you, as though you're a naughty child. That is, that's an abusive way to parent anyway. And that is how a dictator runs a country. Yes, like I literally don't want any questioning. I don't want you lip talking. I want. I don't want you doubting anything. My way or the highway. Yeah. Um, like imagine saying that out loud. What okay, an then, aspiration! Like. What a what a beautiful man. <laughs> so then, then the guy in the in the gray suit, he basically says that um, you can't have sexual longevity, um, because there won't be any polarity if you have a man and then a woman who is dominant, right? Which. Is this feminine, masculine energy bullshit again repackaged or I guess unpackaged really? I understand that he's saying you need to have um, some sort of, um, I guess, I don't know if jeopardy is the right word, but you need to have some sort of like. Tension. Tension. No. Yeah, I guess you're right. Like tension. Like obviously like I'm a I'm a chronic sub, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, though I am trying. Um, when you say that sexually, right? Yeah, sexually. Oh okay. God. No, <laughs> I'm just, you know. Got to imagine. Um, <laughs> um but there's no room in his opinion to say, well, the man could be a little bit more submissive, even yeah, sexually. Yeah. Like, and they also they also have no ability to differentiate, like we were before, differentiate between how you are in your relationship, how you are in your friendships, how you are in your work life, and then how you are sexually being a separate thing. Like, again, completely mm. ignoring the fact that, like, a lot of most kinks come from the opposite of what you actually want or what you like it's from like your like shame the forbidden, part of you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The next question is I'm great at sex. Sorry. The next statement is I'm great at sex. So like, it's pretty like benign to be honest to start with. Like it's like, it's like whatever, everything's fine. And then our one um Kevin, the one that I'm, my man, Kevin, my average, you know, the one that I kind of like that has some good points. He comes over and he's like, I just think it's really like typical for men to say that they're really good at sex. But most women that I know aren't actually having good sex with men. So it's interesting that you all think you're so amazing at sex, but I would never say that I'm amazing at sex because I'm good. I could be good with certain people, but like as a whole, all of you sitting around saying that you're great at sex is actually damaging women's sexual experiences. A hundred percent. And for the women out there who are having bad sex, let them know because this is what's happening. This is what's happening <laughs> in society. They're going to Jubilee yeah. for a little fucking interview and they're yeah. claiming they're great at fucking. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is twisted. Sorry, this is Mr. Lacario's yeah, opinion yeah. on like this. It. As we know, we can guarantee some good content from him at all times. <laughs> we'll share him on the podcast. Um, oh, yes. Okay. okay, so here he is talking because one of them was like, well, like, you can't be amazing at sex with everyone. Like I, like, I would say that I can be great at sex, but, like, 
I've had bad sex where I haven't done very well because I don't really like want to fuck that person that badly or like our mm. rhythms don't match up or our like styles yeah. don't match up where you're like, like I think everyone has a potential to be great at sex with certain people and with communication, but yeah. I don't like. You can't just throw it as a blanket statement. I yeah. yeah. Go, I'm the best yeah. fruit. I'm the best fruit. But this is Mr. Licario's opinion on it, right? That's what I'm saying. Because the thing is, I, I look at it like, because you're saying, well, being the best, you know, you can't really say you're being the best, but I disagree. I, th- I, look, at, I look at it as, I am the best, but I'm choosing to be to be great with this person. And so what I'm saying is I can be really great with this one other girl, but I choose not to. And I do that purposely. Hmm. Why would you do that, Mr. Licario? The reason why I do it purposely is because, like I was saying earlier, we were talking about friends with girls and all that other stuff, is that women have to earn good dick. That's how I look at it. Women have to earn good dick. What the fuck? What the fuck? You understand what I'm saying? So if I'm if I'm with a woman where I just met you at the bar and we're just hooking up, I'll give you I'll give you some like I said I should say women should earn great, but I'll give her some good. But it ain't gonna be great because you haven't earned it. You know, I'm not girl. You haven't done anything. I haven't done an extra mile for her. Right? Exactly. I'm not gonna go an extra mile for a new girl. So you're categorizing them when you meet them. Going, are they gonna get? "Quote unquote great dick," or are they going to get "quote unquote good dick"? I really want you to know to the separation it. as well. Like, what is he categorizing it as? Like, is there more teasing with the one that's like, I really want to know what's his. Uh, like, I, I reckon he's just up in the speed in the jackhammer and thinking, yeah. and thinking that it's and thinking that he's like God's fucking gift. <laughs> she honestly, earned it. she earned it. She's yeah. oh, she's finally fucking earned it. Good on her. Um, now the next question, well, the next statement is that was like kind of whatever. Fair. The next statement is women should not be in positions of power. Now, who do you think walked forward for this one? Just like his hand <laughs> says, I'm the only one. I think a woman can be in a position of power only by herself, but not in relation to being in a relationship with a man. So he's saying they can be in positions of power, like work-wise, which like a cow feminist king, um, but not <laughs> with you. men. So never romantically, which is very interesting and is very self-serving from him. That is so wild. This guy has had some trauma in his life. Something Serious fucking trauma. messed up happened to that guy. I mean, he's calling himself Mr. Lacario. if that doesn't say enough. You know what I mean? Like, like with he, the like, mister? You're not the one who called him that? No, no, that's his name on oh. screen. I wish, his, like, I wish I had his oh. first name. Oh, that oh could be his God. first name, but I don't know what... Is going on. But not in relationships. So she can manage a business. She can, he's just gone like, this is kind of like post patriarchy almost, you know, like this is like a, how you know, like with post colonialism, yeah. like the new thinking, like this is new wave patriarchy. Like, well, he wants, he doesn't want, they resent, um, quote, as they would put it, quote unquote, funding women's lives or like gold diggers or whatever they're going to fucking say, these sexist terms. So they want women to work. And they want women to be able to contribute financially to the household, but they also want to be in charge of the household that women are contributing to financially and also emotionally and also time-wise. Leave some room for negotiation, man. You're just fucking eating all the pie, leaving us what? I know, but also he'll never find a relationship, which is really exciting for me because he's come on this and said all this publicly. Really? Well, he's on, he's on this thing, Lamb. Do you think anyone would date him ever? No. Yeah, well, I don't know. Where is he finding the women who are saying, like, backing his stats? I don't know. I have no hope now. I don't know. Let's see. A reason behind that? Like, can I ask, like, what's your reason behind, like, why a man has to be in the power, like, in power? Why can't a woman be in power? Power is such a weird word. I will say more like the leadership role. And, I, and the thing is, is that a man has to lead a woman. He has to guide a woman. Because what happens is that when, when it's the opposite, when a woman is leading that man, 
she usually loses respect for him. Again, again, he's saying when someone is leading someone else, they lose respect for them. Where has he seen that? Like, that is so wild. Well, that's how he feels about women. He feels to women that he's quote-unquote leading or he is quote-unquote dominating or he is quote-unquote in charge of the household or whatever the fuck he's talking about. He doesn't respect women. So therefore, he says, well, I don't want to be treated like women. Oh, I, I don't want to be treated how I treat women. Fuck that. I wish we could talk to Mr. Lucario. Yeah, seriously. The well, man I've done a little bit of research. Oh, what? Oh, my God. Guess what his job is? You might vomit in your mouth a little okay, bit. Okay, I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm a dating and life coach. No, he's yeah. not. If you need dating advice, hit oh me up. Oh, my God. Hit me up. Hit me up. Should hit we, like, rank him as in, like, we take advice from him? Oh, my God. <laughs> no, Please, oh my Abby, God. for my birthday. Okay, for your birthday. Oh, been, uh, okay, see if we can get in contact with him to see how he's going to help my life. <laughs> Fuck my life. Okay, let's see what the fuck he says. Who's the one holding down the emotional space? Okay, now this, now let's start to speak about emotions, and I find it really funny the way, they t- the way that the quote-unquote alphas are talking about it. Because they're speaking about how important it is for um, men to, quote-unquote, hold it down for women. And this man, Kian, because Derek is going, you know, like my wife and I have very equal roles. Like there was a time where um, I, I, when we first had the kids, I went out and worked and then I wanted to start a fashion line, King. Um, and then she uh, went out and worked in the night to support my dreams and vice versa. And, like, we share chores equally and take care of the kids equally. And it's, like, not even, like, an issue. We just... Delegate things. And then Kian comes in with his life coach vibe. Really important to specify what leading means. Right. And so right now we're talking about, you talked about, okay, we do the chores. Sometimes she pays more, sometimes I pay more. I, I think it's looking at a really superficial level. I think what you look at in a relationship, when you look at leadership and the one that is following per se, is who's the one holding down the emotional space? Like who has the capacity to show up as the rock the majority of the time in a dynamic? And if that is the woman... I believe, for the most part, the polarity gets thrown off and there will be a deficiency in the sexual attraction that she'll have for you. If you are- men, can, men like this confuse stoicism and suppressing emotions with being quote-unquote emotionally stable until they punch a hole in a fucking wall or get drunk and scream at their fucking children. Yeah. That's not emotional regulation. Mm. When he's speaking about who's holding the emotions down in the relationship, in almost every hetero relationship that I've seen, whether it's my age, whether it's people's parents, whether it's aunts, uncles, whatever, the women are holding down the quote-unquote emotional fort by expressing their emotions and compartmentalizing and deconstructing what's going on emotionally and speaking about it and almost serving it to the men on a platter who've sat there in fucking silence and gone, your eye was a strong one there for not crying and not speaking about anything negative until I punch a fucking wall. A hundred percent. That's not emotional emotional regulation. That is not being the quote-unquote rock. Later on, he describes it as you've got to be the rock for the emotion emotional wave of a woman to crash into. I don't want a rock that's going to be completely unanimated. You want someone who's going to be there with you in the waves, in the ocean. Like you don't want someone who's just going to fucking be silent. And if you don't like it, if you don't like the whole like emotional um, space that she's providing for you, then you label it as complaining or you're being too emotional. If it's not of use to you. Absolutely. It serves no function. Yeah, she's being, she's being, she's being crazy. Oh, I also she, find she goes again. interesting, like a lot of people's stories of lack of safety and obviously I'm, I'm saying a lot of, not everyone's, but a lot of stories um, of um, lack of safety or of fear or of abuse in households is 
from dads rather than from mums because of their lack of emotional regulation. Like, obviously yeah. I'm biased. I have a single mum and we had fucked people in our house. But, like, I think as well a lot of my friends who have got parents that are still together, either they're like, yeah, I don't even know my dad. Yeah. Like, never Distant. had a conversation. Distant. So true. Or, yeah, he used to scream at us so I don't talk to him anymore. Or he left. Or he was an alcoholic. Or which again, comes down to patriarchy affecting men negatively and preventing them from having any decent relationships with their children and with their wives that are actually worth anything. That's not being an emotional an emotional rock. That's being in you, – maybe you are a rock. You're sitting in the fucking garden away from the family. Yeah. Like maybe you are a fucking pebble. Like what they also do, I think – a, a lot of men do is they dissociate mm-hmm. like we see it as stoicism and he sees it as like the the silent man but there's a lot of yeah I, and I heard this from a man by the way that's not me making this up like a, a mm. man once told me a man's co-signed it thank god well, we, we, don't, we don't speak in this <laughs> no, podcast it was actually in the context, to us it was in, in the context of I'm trying to teach I was trying to teach my son to emotionally regulate and as I was speaking to this man who's a psychologist, he told me, I have a tendency to dissociate and I think you need to watch because basically like my 11 year old was trying, I was trying different techniques with him. And one of the things that he was trying to do is like, it's okay, I'm not upset anymore. And I had to really dig mm-hmm. deep into the dissociation and that stoicism and be like, men tend to do that and you might tend to do that. So you have to actually question how you're feeling. So I actually work, have to work extra hard, even though we're in a household that is like very kind of gender neutral and all mm. of that. He still sees it from society that he needs to keep a straight face and keep going and keep moving, which is so detrimental to his mental health if he like goes down that track. Yeah. And you're right. I don't think I've seen that many. I mean, I don't think I've seen that many men like have emotionally great, regulate like that well. And have like, great relationships with their kids. And I, have great I know, relationships. Like, I know like three people who have great dad relationships and they're the ones who come and like they've you know cried about things or been involved in their children's lives or been emotional about things in front of their children being upset for their daughters about things that are happening do you know what I mean? and not in an anger being like oh that's all like speaking to their daughters about emotions and how they would feel and how they and giving them actual advice not just being there like I feel like a lot of um Again, I don't have a dad. If anyone's going to DM me saying you don't understand, <laughs> I get it, okay? But like... Seriously, do you get these types of DMs? No, but I can okay. just imagine someone being like, you don't understand because you... Like, I oh know people are fucking unwell. Um, yeah. I think as well, when you're a teenager, a lot of the ways that you bond with your mum is like talking about like people you like at school, even in crushes or like mm. how, whatever. How's... Um, how's your how are your hobbies going you have to be involved in your kids life and know what's going on whereas I think a lot of men will try and do this weird protective thing of like I don't want anyone coming near my daughter and therefore what happens is the mother becomes the confidant in a lot of the ways and, the, so and the dad doesn't have any idea what the fuck is going on in her life and a distance grows and grows and grows and they're saying well I'm not upset I'm not affected by it it's like yeah because you don't know your fucking kid's middle name you don't know your kid's birthday like you and the mother is there doing all of this work and yes she's emotional because it's good to be emotional with your parents yeah a hundred percent and Derek my king in this said that when his daughter he said when he was when he was younger he tried to be more stoic with his kids and never cry in front of his kids so the next one actually relates to this and it's a man shouldn't cry in front of his kids and Derek my king goes uh, talks about how 
his daughter is 26 now. And when she was 20, he'd never cried in front of his kids because he tried to hold it together, couldn't hold it together and not, and not show his kids and be all stoic. And he was like, it really backfired because my daughter and I just would butt heads all the time. And I never let her know that it really hurt me that we didn't have a good relationship. And it made it further and further apart because she felt like I didn't care about her. And I felt mm-hmm. like she just hated me for no reason. And we had this talk and I cried in front of her for the first time. And she showed, she saw me as a human being or as like this authority figure and saw me as her dad. And we've had never had a better relationship than we do now. And then Eve's climb blue goes, don't you think that you could, um, don't you think that you could have a show of vulnerability without crying? And my King Derek just goes, no. Oh, which is yes. so amazing. He didn't fight. He just went, no, I don't, I don't think that. Yeah. yeah. And, like, well, don't you, and I was like, don't you think? And he's like, no, that she needed to see me cry. She needed to see me be an actual human being. Wow, I just got goosebumps. And what is so wrong about someone crying right, and, and then, showing emotion? And it, It's so powerful to have that vulnerability, I think. It's so powerful. And then it also allows you to feel like you can cry in front of your parent as well and you can have those deeper conversations that aren't just how was school. Mm. Like I always find it so weird people that like have dinner with their family. They think it's probably with mum and they just like talk about their school day and I'd be like, aren't you guys going to like fight about politics or something? <laughs> Or I talk about like, (laughs) I don't know, like something like a bit deeper or like family dynamics. And I get get that you you learn the lessons from the generation above or from your parents, Mm. but you can also break that cycle. Like Derek did. Like like D-Man. Like how King Derek. But Eve's climb blue and um, (laughs) Mr. Lucario basically say, Mr. Lucario said his dad's never cried in front of him. And you go, no shit. Um, wow, that's a shocker <laughs> that you had an emotionally unavailable father. Whoa, whoa. crazy. <laughs> um, and the other men are like, oh, my dad's emotional. He would cry at funerals. And it's like, if the, yeah, if the only time you're seeing your father cries at a funeral, I mean, like that's half a point, but like that's not really being emotionally again this screams to me just emotional instability if a man has never cried in I front of the bad family for, for for them like it yeah. feels good to cry people like why take that away from them that's like, the thing it, it's a release yeah it's wild <laughs> okay this here's Eve's clan blue popular it's not gonna be popular to say this but ideally you're not gonna cry in front of your kids they cry to you is it fair no is life fair no is the dynamic between a man, a woman, a child fair? No. But personally for me, I want to take that responsibility of being the one that's stronger than all of them. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that responsibility. I want that responsibility in my... Why is there this correlation with strength and not crying? I could easily mm. not fucking cry. Like, you can sit there and swallow your emotions, like, about most things. If you really, if you really dissociate and just stare at the fucking wall, like most men do in emotional situations, like... It's not a difficult thing to fucking do. What's difficult is to express your emotions and be vulnerable, and that's what strength actually is, Eve's climb blue. It's just so inflexible to be placing himself in that role and everyone else in that role. And it's like, how are you living your lives based on just your perspective, man? Like, Yeah, and also, so like, weird. it's not fair, but I do it. It's like you could change that cycle for your kids. Seriously, <laughs> this whole, like, what you said in the beginning, like the victimizing themselves but also putting themselves mm. as the powerful has been playing out this whole time. Yeah, so then Mr. Lucario goes on about how he hasn't seen his dad cry ever and he says that seeing your father cry creates fear in a situation. And in my opinion, why I've seen my parents, 
my well, parents, sorry guys, I have a single mum, okay? Um, I've seen <laughs> mum cry or I've seen my uncle cry or anything like that. You only feel closer to them and you feel like, you don't feel fearful. You feel like, oh my God, I'm a, I'm allowed to feel scared about this. I'm allowed to be upset about this. Mm. And also we have this shared thing that like we're all in this together. Like when grandma died, my uncle was crying, like seeing him cry was, I mean, it was awful obviously seeing him cry, but it was like, oh, like we all feel equally awful about this. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And you guys have human. dads, I guess. What's that like? <laughs> Yeah, as someone um, who has a dad, no. Oh, we get it. When you first see your, um, when you first see your mum or your dad cry, it is. It's not confronting, but it's seeing them in something that you haven't normally seen before. Mm. But you're absolutely right. It makes you connect on a completely different level, and you also realise that you're human, and it's okay to feel that emotion, mm. and that is the way you, you actually go get through whatever that particular issue is. You know, you can move forward. Yeah, and you feel a little so, team together. If you see someone in your yeah. family not caring at all, like I can't imagine, again, my entire extended family, we have one man, both of my cousins, but like they're my baby cousins, so whatever. And like I, I, just, I just can't imagine one person showing zero emotion at like a funeral or at a family crisis or not even saying like this is awful what's happening, like not even acknowledging or like saying like I feel like I'm worried for you, girl. Like, do you know what I mean? Like I just. Even even mm. more than you're not teaching them about emotions, you are teaching them something mm. that is unhealthy, which is, mm. again, dissociation. Like you are teaching them that it's it's okay to bottle things up. That's what you're teaching yes. them. When in fact, it's pref it's preferred. It's preferred to bottle things up, especially if you're a boy. It's like a little boy. But can you just imagine how shit it is for men to grow up like that? Like, I, I just can't even, like, my dad actually, thinking about my dad, he, has, he ha hasn't cried a lot, actually. But he is a very sensitive man. <laughs> like, Aww. he does talk, not necessarily about him, his emotions, but he, he shows a lot of emotion. Yeah. But he's been taught not to cry as a kid. So I actually have never seen him cry maybe once or something really? at a funeral again. So it's just like, even like he, he's at a, at a big disadvantage because he's so emotional and then he's not having that avenue mm. of release. Like it's crazy. To he's expressing it so much. One of these comments was interesting to me. It said, I would have... I would have so much rather seen my dad cry in front of me than the terrifying bursts of rage he left us all walking on eggshells for days whenever he was around. It would have humanized him to me so much to see him show an emotion that wasn't anger when he was upset. For years, I was terrified of going to him when I messed up because I was scared of how he react, how he would react. Yeah. And I've seen this, um, I don't know if it was like a tweet, but I've seen people, this discourse around like, do men realize that anger is an emotion as well? Yeah. Like, they go, women are so emotional and they punch a wall or scream and the only emotion they have access to is anger or frustration. And it's like that's the scariest emotion. Like you're allowed to feel that's anger. That's the one that you actually fear. Yes. That's, that's, it's not about when somebody cries. Yes. It's, that's the one that you fear when someone's showing emotion. And also that's the traumatising one for children and people around <laughs> yes. you and and the, the one that like – needs to be um, managed and thought about, not just put in the corner, like, oh, I'm having an outburst and fucking, like, it's fucking. Yeah, I'm, I'll, gi I'll give you a little case study. When I first met the kids, I was also, like, very quick to get, like, Arabs, are, they show their emotions. So if I'm, like, cranky, you will know about it. So I would get cranky, mm. and they used to get so scared at the beginning, like, just cranky at something. How old were they? But they were, like, maybe seven and nine. 
And mm. as as we came with time and when I got cranky, obviously immediately if I do get cranky, it doesn't happen that often, guys. Mm. But I would go to them mm. and I would be like, I'm sorry, I was I was angry or frustrated in this point in time. It's okay to be angry, but the way that I behaved or maybe spoke to you in that moment was not okay. Mm. And now when I get cranky or angry, they have like zero fear. Yeah, because they know that it's, they know you're that, aware that. Yeah, yeah, which means that if they see other people in anger, they can differentiate between somebody not being able to emotionally regulate mm. and it becoming a problem behaviorally. And then they need to, because you know what I mean? So th- that's like even anger and how you expose it to children as they're growing up, like there's, yeah, they, they can become accustomed to not the behavior, but the emotion. Mm. And slowly they will come to also express it better too. Like. Yes, and then they cannot have emotional angry outbursts because anger is a very hard to control emotion. Yeah. Anyway, the last question um, was, the last statement was, oh, it was so boring I didn't scream or anything. Um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe edit that out. I was like, I was like, where is it? Good to wait. No, Me going, keep, keep that, keep that in. Point. Me going, and that was boring. Uh, anyway, um, guys, give us a review. Look at how much effort we just put into that. Like, honestly, you I was did it yourself as well. I know, DIY girl. By the way, guys, tomorrow we are going to have the Mr. Lucario on. Big deal, big deal. Um, to talk through his um. Unusual ideas. Okay, interesting. So um see you tomorrow for a little special bonus app. Lucky you're a listener production.